To begin by stating a very obvious fact, we're in Lent. There are several seasons of the church's liturgical year, Lent just being one of them, thanks be to God. Easter will eventually come. There's a way that Lent can take so long, and Easter can seem to always be in the distant future. There are already cherry blossoms, and yet we're still in Lent. What about Christmas, ordinary time, Advent? But particularly Lent is strange because throughout the rest of the year, we still talk about sin, contrition, repentance, but not nearly to the same degree as in Lent. We wear purple. We really focus on the Lord's mission to save us from sin. So it can seem a little bit like Lent, Easter, sin, redemption. It can seem a little bit schizophrenic. Isn't this all one thing? Isn't the Christian life actually one? Then why do we have these different emphases so strong? Particularly in the fifth week of Lent, I think, We can begin to feel this. We're tired. We're tired of meatless Fridays, of whatever penance we've tried to be faithful to throughout the season of Lent. We're just worn out. And Easter is still two weeks away. Today's gospel, for that reason, can be very helpful for showing how this is all one thing. Because it's not about the different things that we do throughout the year. The great mystery of the Christian life is not so much in what we do. It's about what the Lord is doing in us. Because everything that we do, be it Lent, Advent, Christmas, Easter, it's always a response to what God has already begun in our hearts, in our lives and our families, our friendships. That's the mystery, and it is one. So what is it in this gospel that helps us see this? It's a phrase that we heard repeated twice. Jesus bent down, wrote on the ground with his finger, and straightened up. It's very mysterious. Just think about it. This is an incredibly tense moment. The scribes and the Pharisees have set up in the temple a test for Jesus. There seems to be no way out. On the one hand, if he says, yes, go ahead and stone her, then it seems as though Jesus is not the merciful preacher of good news that he had presented himself as. On the other hand, if he says, you can't stone her, then he's going against the law of Moses. And actually, he would be guilty. He would be stoned as well. So he's caught between these two. They've set up the situation. It's incredibly tense. You have a woman humiliated, standing in the middle. And Jesus chooses at that incredibly tense moment to doodle in the dirt. 
It's amazing that when the church fathers, like St. Augustine, read this passage, they take it very, very seriously. They assume that whatever Jesus was writing in the dirt was important. Why? Because God does nothing without a reason. Jesus is God. So whatever Jesus was doing is in some way relevant to your salvation and mine. Even writing in the dust with his finger. So it's repeated twice. It's very strange. How does this show us anything about how the Christian life is one? How Lent and Easter harmonize? It's because Jesus bent down. He straightened up. What does that symbolize but that God, who dwells beyond the heavens, bent down in Jesus Christ, He came, was one of us. He humbled himself even to the point of death, death on a cross, the ultimate in humility. But then there's more. He also straightened up. Jesus rose on the third day. He ascended above the highest heavens. God has exalted him And Jesus stands at the right hand of God. And that way, everything that Jesus does, even when he's in that tense moment in the temple, it's always with the whole Christian mystery in view. It's always incarnation, crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. It's all one movement of God. The whole year, all of our liturgical seasons are reflecting on that because we need time to see the different facets of what God is doing in a perfectly unified way at every moment in our lives. Because right now, Jesus Christ is working upon each of us. The fruits of his incarnation, death, resurrection, Those are working in us, upon us, filtering out into friendships, families, workplaces. Jesus bent down and straightened up. But that's leaving out the middle one, the very strange divine doodling. What's going on with Jesus writing with his finger on the ground, in the dust? This is the most interesting part. Because you might remember from Ash Wednesday, dust is a very important word. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. In Genesis 2, it says, God created Adam from dust, breathed into his nostrils, and he became a living being. Something of who each of us is, is reflected in that simple word, dust. The poet T.S. Eliot has very uh, striking and dark words for this. He says, I will show you fear and a handful of dust. 
somehow dust is both the mystery of who we are and our fear. We are from dust. What an incredible thing. What a gift that God takes even dust and breathes into it life. And yet also, we will become dust. That's, that's the paradox of what makes us human. The most remarkable thing to be made out of dust and yet also turning back to dust. So we had ashes on our foreheads on Ash Wednesday. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. But also, in this scene, dust that Jesus writes in is contrasted with the stone that the scribes and Pharisees hold in their hands, quoting the law of Moses. Such a woman should die. They have their stones ready. Remember that the law of Moses was given on tablets of stone. And here, the judgment of these elders of Israel, they hold the very stone of the tablet in their hands. The very stone of the law is a weapon to judge, to injure, to condemn. Against that, Jesus does not hold a stone. Remember, Jesus is God who gave the law, but not to be used in this way. Jesus returns to the dust of creation. He writes on the dust. This is a new law, not a law on stone tablets, not a law that's going to bring death to those who sin. This is a new law that only God can give. But it was also prophesied in the Old Testament. We hear from Ezekiel. A new heart I will give you and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will take out of your flesh the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. That's what Jesus is doing. Both to the woman caught in adultery And then also offering the same thing to the scribes and the Pharisees. The heart of flesh. The true heart. Not the heart of judgment. Not the heart that can only bruise and be bruised. But we also hear from Jeremiah. I will put my law within them. And I will write it upon their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Jesus is writing the law of mercy upon the heart. That's why he bent down. That's why God became man. To come to each of us, creatures of dust, doomed to return to dust, but on that very dust to write his law. And this law will not pass away. This is the law of love written upon each of our hearts that makes us citizens of heaven, sons and daughters of God. He will never forget us. We are his people claimed as his own. Jesus bent down 
wrote on the dust and straightened up. In these last two weeks of Lent, we can look forward to those great feasts of Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday. When we recall Jesus humbling himself even to death. And we're strengthened in the hope that even now, he is working upon us, taking our dust, our humility, our weakness, writing his law upon our hearts, and calling us to himself. That is our hope. That's what gives us strength. Even when Lent drags on, we trust in the God who bends down and raises us up.